Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today, we're going to be wrapping up our two-part series of inspiring and encouraging words from 25 women in agriculture with the remaining 13 women from previous episodes of the Rural Woman Podcast. I received so much positive feedback last week from part one. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, make sure you head on back to episode 27 to hear from the first 12 women of the Rural Woman Podcast. Let's get to this week's listener review. This week, our review comes from one of the amazing ladies that you'll actually hear from on today's podcast, Allison Akins. Allison left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts titled, A Podcast for Anyone. And it says, this is a podcast for anyone curious about rural America, how their food is made, and the strong women that live and breathe agriculture. It is a joy listening to all of the different stories. Well, thank you so much for your positive feedback and review, Allison. I think it's funny that this was the one that came up today and you are on the podcast. So thank you so much for leaving that. If you too have been enjoying the Rural Woman podcast, I would so appreciate if you head on over to Apple and leave a review and you will hear it on a upcoming episode of the Rural Woman podcast. Before we get to today's special episode, I just wanted to say a big thank you to Annabelle, Kelsey, Leyland, Malia, Molly, Shannon, Shyla, and Tiffany. These are the amazing women that are my current patrons over on Patreon. Their support of the Rural Woman podcast has really meant so much to me. Recording, producing, and promoting this podcast takes time, energy, and money each and every episode. With their support, I'm able to get these episodes into your earbuds each and every week. If you'd be so kind in joining these ladies over on Patreon, I would honestly forever be grateful. Plus, I would have the resources to further expand the Rural Woman podcast. Memberships start as low as $2 a month, and there are some great perks with being a member of the show. If you'd like more information of how you can support the Rural Woman podcast through Patreon, you can head on over to wildrosefarmer.com and find out how you can become a patron of the Rural Woman podcast. And without further ado, my friends, let's get to today's episode. Hey, have you been over to shop Wild Rose Farmer lately? There are so many new great t-shirts, tank tops, stickers, and more. There's even official Rural Woman podcast gear now, including great t-shirts and hats. Feel good knowing when you're shopping on Shop Wild Rose Farmer, you directly support the Rural Woman podcast. And don't forget, members of the Wild Rose Farmer community save 20% off their first purchase. So head on over to wildrosefarmer.com for all of the details. And happy shopping, y'all! So I thought I would give a brief intro again to each of these women before we play their clips from their episode. If you would like more information about any of these women, I will link it in the show notes as well as to their full episodes. First up, we are going to hear from Ashley Armstrong, who was on episode number 13 of the Rural Woman podcast, and you can find her over on Instagram at armstrong.acres. 
the most rewarding part for being a farmer for me is knowing the quality of the meat that I'm feeding to my kids, knowing where their food is coming from, knowing that that steak that they're eating spent its entire life on our farm, aside from its one bad day at the butcher shop, knowing what's going into the food is definitely, is definitely the most rewarding part. And then looking at our kids and watching uh, my six-year-old daughter talk to my husband about soil health and how our cows are improving the land and just listening to, listening to the kids. They're learning and they're, and they're picking it up and it's absolutely amazing. And I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And we joke all the time, like, what would we do with our time if we weren't farmers? Like, what did we do with our time when we weren't farmers? So yeah, definitely the most rewarding part is, is just teaching the kids and then knowing where our food comes from. Oh, I love it. It's like the whole Armstrong family is just all learning together. I just love it. It is. <laughs> and it's bad when the six-year-old and the five-year-old are learning faster than mom. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on episode number 14, you'll hear from Hannah Vanderpool, who was our first woman of the June Dairy Month series that we ran here on the Rural Women podcast. You can find Hannah over on Instagram at IDDairyGirl. So Hannah, who have been some of the biggest influences in the egg industry for you? Um, definitely my parents and my grandpa. They have worked so hard throughout their whole lifetime to make sure that their dairies are successful, the cows are happy, and the finances are correct. Um, my mom, like I said before, she does all the book work for both of the dairies and all of the farmland over in California. So she's definitely very busy and it's inspiring to me when back when I was young and I'd wake up early, maybe around five before school and she would already be up on the computer doing QuickBooks and entries and just working her little tail off and I just thought it was so inspiring how she worked so hard and also my dad going to the dairy every day I remember there was one Christmas Eve the power went out in the barn and so the milkers got behind so me and my sisters we were all out there helping them get back on track but even on Christmas Eve we we were still able to come out and fix a problem so just my dad is really inspiring to me with his um how much he cares for his dairy and everything that he does. The cows don't know it's Christmas, right? They uh they still need <laughs> right? to be <laughs> right? that's, that's the old saying, isn't it? The cows don't know it's Christmas or the cows don't know it's Sunday. Uh, so um, no. <laughs> On to episode number 15 of the Rural Woman podcast, we heard from Allison Akins, who is a seventh generation dairy farmer from the state of New York. You can find her over on Instagram at five underscore mile underscore farm. All right. My final question for you, Allison, is what is the most rewarding part of being a farmer for you? I think working side by side with my family. I don't think there is any other moment that I just stop and take it all in than when we're doing crop work and you have 
my brother in the chopper, my grandfather in a dump truck, my dad in the merger, and then me in a dump truck with my mom or my sister-in-law riding with any of us or delivering us food. And I think that that is above and beyond anything I could have imagined. Um, especially growing up in it, you really don't have an appreciation for it. But, you know, now it's just amazing that we have three generations, you know, working together day in and day out and um, actually liking each other. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that is by far my favorite thing about our family farm, that we all work together and we all have our own special projects, but we need each and every one of us to really survive at the end of the day. And that's definitely the coolest part and the most rewarding thing about my life in agriculture. I love it. It makes me so happy. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Our final featured June Dairy Month Women in Egg was the one and only Jess Peters on episode number 16. You can find Jess over on Instagram at Farm. So Jess, can you tell us what is the biggest reward for you being a farmer? This kind of goes along with what my why is, I think. Uh, and that's my family. You know, I I was that teenager who spent Saturday nights playing pinochle with her grandma and her younger cousins, you know, not not going out with my friends. And I, the farm gave me that. And I very much appreciate that, especially now I'm at an age I'm 33 now. And I'm at the age where a lot of my friends moved out of town and have, you know, big high powered jobs or whatever they're doing. And they wish they had that now. You know, I've I've had that my entire life and I've lost some family members very important to me. And I had no regrets because I was here for all of it. You know, I, I don't miss not hanging out with my friends, but you'll, you'll miss not being there with your family, I think. Yeah, my family is, is really what keeps me here and what keeps me going. I love that. And for a person who is not from an egg background like myself, I see the family value and the family ties in agriculture all throughout agriculture. And for me, it's it's heartwarming to see. And it's something that I look forward to in my lifetime of continuing the legacy that we have here on our farm. And it's one of the biggest reasons I started this podcast was to help other farmers share their stories and their their legacies, I guess, just, you know, keeping it in the family and keeping these farms alive. It's it's a big task and it takes a strong person and a strong family to do it. So it's uh, it's very heartwarming and it's one of my favorite parts of agriculture. Same. I agree. Next up, we have my neighbor to the east, Leslie Kelly. She was featured in episode number 18 of the Rural Woman podcast, and you can follow Leslie over on Instagram at High Heels and Canola Fields. What do you think is the most rewarding part to you for being a part of agriculture? Oh, without people. The people of agriculture in this industry, they, it's amazing. Uh, I learn every day. It's such a diverse 
and broad yet deep industry and people's stories of where they come from, how hard they work, um, stories of family and strength and community and love. I am so grateful and blessed to be part, to be able to be part of our farm, to farm, and to be part of the industry. Very well said. And I have very similar and mutual feelings to that. Hey, all we'll get right back to our episode after a word from our sponsor. Nestled in the tree-filled mountains by Kootenai Lake in Nelson, British Columbia, KL Skin Naturals was founded in 2013 by owner Leah. KL Skin Naturals is known for their award-winning natural deodorant that I have personally been using since early 2017, and I can tell you from personal experience, it passes the farming test. You know what I'm talking about. I feel good knowing that the deodorant that I'm using is free from harsh chemicals and scents. All of their products are produced by hand from the very first measure to the very last label. Each recipe was worked, researched, perfected, and tested on family and friends who all agree that there's something unique to be offered in the effective products that Leah is making. Listeners of the Rural Woman podcast can save 10% off their order with promo code WILDROSE10. So head on over to klskindeodorant.com to choose from their wide selection of clean scented natural deodorants, plus other natural skincare products such as fresh aloe skin cream, foot butters, and more. And now back to our episode. Next up, we have my Southern soul sister, Meredith Bernard, who is featured on episode 19 of the Rural Woman podcast. You can follow Meredith over on Instagram at this farm wife. What do you think is the most rewarding part for you being a farmer and a farmer's wife? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think one thing I've learned to one thing I've learned is that this farm life is certainly not you know, as romantic as a lot of people have <laughs> a lot of times as it's portrayed online and in some aspects as people portray it. But, and it can be hard and there are definitely struggles. It can be depressing and it can be challenging. But the rewards for us of raising our family in this, are raising our family in this environment and get to see the good and the bad and the hard and the cycle of life through plants and through our animals and our crops. And being able to raise our kids here makes it worth it. And they're they're learning the joys of hard work and putting in effort and, you know, reaping the rewards from that. And that for me, that's the biggest thing is being able to raise our kids here and, and hopefully what they're going to be able to take with them out into the world and reciprocate through what they're learning here. And I just learn, I don't know, I feel like every day I'm learning something new from the farm and from farm life. And God just opens my eyes to something else and be able to put it, you know, shows me something else that I haven't thought about before. So Every day is a learning experience on a farm. For sure. <laughs> and there are struggles. And we're, we're now with some weather issues, not nearly what some other country are, but you know, and I watched my husband, I watched him get down and depressed and struggle, but he plows through. That was a bad pun, but he plows <laughs> through it. <laughs> I'm the queen of bad puns. He keeps going. And, uh, they, you always hear the farmer is the eternal optimist. And in so many ways, that's true. Because he's like, you know, well, it, yeah, it's bad now, but I remember 
93 or, you know, whatever. We made it through. If I made it through that year, we'll make it good. So it's kind of just going, getting through those struggles and coming out on the other side stronger than you were before you, before you start. For sure. And I think farmers and ranchers are basically the eternal optimists of this world. <laughs> they keep on yeah, going. No I, matter I think there's a lot of truth. That's right. Yep. It's in there, just in their blood. Next up, you're going to hear part of an interview that I did, and it's one of the favorite interviews that I've done here on the Rural Woman Podcast, not only because of the wonderful guests that I had, but also because I got to meet her in person and record this interview face-to-face, which was a first for me. You're going to hear from Annabelle Morgan, who is a rancher from Montana. You can follow her over on Instagram at Montana Ranchwife. You're also going to hear from Annabelle again real soon as we did a fun little project. So make sure you are subscribed to the Rural Woman Podcast so you don't miss that upcoming episode. Annabelle, tell me what you think is the most rewarding part for you to be a rancher. The most rewarding part of ranching, I think, is being so close, obviously with my family and my husband, and we're working together every day, which you can't, I mean, you just don't find that in other parts of our society at this point. Maybe, you know, family-run businesses, but we're really together every day, which is rewarding, and our kids are living a lifestyle. I mean, they go to a one-room schoolhouse, and, you know, you have to tell the teacher, like, "Um, we're late because we're calving today, and she doesn't care. She's like, that's more important than this. But beyond that is our relationship in nature, I think, is the most rewarding because our ranch is a really different kind of ranch. It's really remote and we have a whole, like a huge range of wildlife and lots of fresh water and we're in the mountains and the attachment that you get to that land is crazy. I never knew I could be so physically attached And people don't get that in life. And, you know, cities and urban areas, that remoteness is, it's incredible. And I think, I'm just so thankful for it every day because I love sitting there and watching bears next to our cows or having our kids hunting for butterflies for hours, you know, just stuff like that is, we're lucky. You are. Very. I'm very lucky to know you. I'm lucky to know you. Oh, so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, friends, we are halfway there. Are we living on a prayer? I'm not sure. If you don't get that joke, we can't be friends. Anyways, on to episode number 21 with Dr. Marissa Hake. You can find her over on Instagram at VealVet. Marissa, what do you think is the most rewarding part for you being a veterinarian? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I enjoy being on the farm. I enjoy working with farmers. That was what kind of drew me to production animal medicine and food animal medicine was being out on the farm every day and being an asset to farmers who work really hard to supply, you know, a nutritious and safe food supply for the world. And I love being able to be an asset or to be able to help them do that. And I obviously looking at cute calves every day, like is a pretty good perk too, but those are my two favorite things. (laughs) 
that's the part I'm most jealous of you of is, <laughs> is the calves all day, every day. <laughs> it can be a blessing and a curse. That's for sure. For sure. I'd probably try and bring them all home with me. So that would be the curse. My, <laughs> my husband would kill me. <laughs> On episode number 22 of the Rural Woman podcast, I had the chance to interview with Michelle Miller. You can find her on Instagram at The Farm Babe. What is the most rewarding part about being a farmer for you? Well, you know, I think the farming, like I said, I think the farming and the blogging stuff have kind of gone hand in hand. When you help somebody not through their food, that's probably one of the biggest things. But, you know, I also do local farmer's markets. And so I sell beef and lamb from our farm direct to consumer here in local grocery specialty shops and farmer's markets. And, you know, we put so much work and time and effort into producing food. And, well, I'll ask you too, how involved with livestock are you guys? I personally have my own small herd of goats and I have my first beef calf this year. So um, oh, okay. yeah, we have That's a, awesome. yeah, we have a feedlot on our property, but it's actually rented out. We don't do anything with it. But at one time, my husband's family did have their own beef there as well. So I'm just yeah. kind of dipping my toe into the <laughs> animal agriculture. <laughs> For sure. That's awesome. But you'll see, you know, once, you know, like you said, you have your first, you know, beef, I don't know if it's a steer or heifer, but, you know, when you produce your own beef and you know all the work that goes into it, I think that's one of the most rewarding parts. You know, when I can sell a couple of nice T-bones to the community and they come back and say, that's the best steak I ever had. And my wife and I cooked them for our 25th wedding anniversary. And just, it's like, we want to tell that story of how it's produced, but I love hearing the story from the end user, from the end customer, that, you know, what we produce goes into making family memories that last a lifetime. So when you say something like that, you're like, wow, like, or an Easter dinner or Christmas dinner where they made one of my lamb roasts, it's like, oh my God, like those are memories that you can look back on and say, remember at Christmas time when grandma used to make us that leg of lamb roast? And it's like, oh, you know, just to know that all your hard work is appreciated, I think is one of the best things is just to make those memories. Next up, we are going to hear from two very fun ladies, Bev Ross and Sam Bolton. They are the hosts of the Drink and Farm podcast which I had the pleasure of doing a dual episode with. So my episode with them is episode number 24 here on the Rural Woman podcast. And they interviewed me as well for their podcast. And that is titled Drink and Celebrate Rural Women. So make sure you head on over to their podcast and hear my interview. If you haven't already done so, you can find Bev on Instagram at Ross Roost Farm and Sam over on Instagram at chickens dot and dot wine. So my final question and what I like to ask all of my guests, what is the most rewarding part of being a farmer for you? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I like that we're both just like got really deep there. We're like, oh. <laughs> 
I can go first. I'll let you go first. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I think for me, it's being able to care for animals and continually learn about them and their needs and being in some emergent kind of situations where maybe you got to do the quick Google search and there might be like conflicting things that the internet's telling you to do and you just kind of got to pick one and do it and it works and that feels so great. But that kind of thinking on your feet and caring for the animals and knowing what's best for them, that's helped me build my confidence in all areas of life that if I can do this and if I can learn this this special skill set, like even witnessing the birth of my first baby goats on the farm, like kind of half helping with that. I mean, the doe did pretty much everything on her own. But being in that experience, it made me feel like, wow, if I can do that, I can do so many other things in life. So I think it just that learning experience that constantly happens and that sometimes hurts so badly, it boils down to something that's always very rewarding because you're you're learning. You stole my answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I went first. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So doing what I do now feels really extra rewarding to me because from the time I was the tiniest child, I knew I wanted to live on a farm. So that's always been like one of those long-term goals that I had in the back of my head. So now that I'm here, I'm like, all right, how do I make the most of this that I possibly can? And I try to get the kids involved and it feels really rewarding when they pick something out of the garden and they'll give it a try because we grew it here. Or like Aurora's talking, Aurora's my seven-year-old. I have to think about my kids' ages now because they keep getting older. (laughs) When she says, she's like, I want to raise rabbits for 4-H next year, but can I build a garden so that I can put carrots and lettuce and things that the rabbit wants to eat in it so that we can feed our Uh, rabbit things that we grew here? Like, I feel sort of like I'm sparking a little something in them. Like, they may choose because, you know, sometimes you want to do the opposite of how you grew up. So, like, I didn't grow up on a farm, so I wanted to live on a farm, but my kids might be like, well, I grew up on a farm, so I want to live in the city. (laughs) And that's fine. They can do that, but I'm hoping that they'll get to take some of the lessons that we learned here with them. And I also find the sharing my mistakes and my stumbles and some of the things that have like really humbled me personally on the internet is rewarding because other people are chiming in and saying, gosh, me too. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not alone. It's okay to make mistakes. And I think it's been a great learning opportunity because, gosh, I've made so many mistakes. (laughs) Have you been loving the Rural Woman podcast? Are you wondering how you can support the show? Well, friend, I'm happy to announce that I've recently joined Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, it's a membership-based platform that provides a simple way for you to contribute to the Rural Woman podcast every month and get exclusive rewards in return. Memberships start as low as $2 a month. Seriously, that's less than your grande, skinny, extra hot caramel macchiato with whip. Wondering what the rewards are? Well, they include promo codes for Shop Wild Rose Farmer, draws for the Rural Woman Podcast merchandise, shout outs on the show, and more. Your financial support of the Rural Woman Podcast will help make it possible for the stories of women in agriculture to continue to be shared. So head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to find out more information about how you can become a patron through Patreon.
Now we're going to hear from Sandy Brock, who was on episode number 25 of the Rural Women podcast. You can find her over on Instagram at Brock Sandy. So Sandy, uh, the final question that I have for you is what is the most rewarding part for you of being a farmer? Uh, I get asked this all the time and it always depends on the day, right? Because uh, definitely more rewarding days than others. I think at the end of the day, um, we are so blessed to get to live where we live and get to do what we do. And and honestly, maybe doing this outreach with YouTube stuff has really brought that to light in my eyes. I have perfect strangers, um, you know, messaging me from India or Pakistan or around the world, anywhere around the world, just begging me to take them to, to be, to work for me. Um, just saying, you know, I would give anything to have your life. And, you know, we, we literally drag our feet sometimes some days here on the farms and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what farm it is anywhere in North America or around the world, but there are some really bad days, but our, our worst days are still someone's dream good day. And I don't think enough of us realize that because we get stuck, we get caught in our own head and our own gloom and our own, um, you know, issues that, that we deal with every single day. But man, people would, people would give anything to trade their lives with us. So I think that's been a big eye opener for me. And, and that's the best thing about what we do is, is, uh, is we we don't have a very long commute. I can literally roll out of my bed and throw on some coveralls and and get to work. I don't have to spend hours getting ready. And it's uh, there's a lot of good mixed in with the uh, with the challenges for sure. Well, everyone, we have made it to our final woman in egg. Last but not least is Paige Powell from. Dripping Springs, Texas. You can hear Paige on episode number 26 of the Rural Woman podcast, and you can follow her over on Instagram at Black Bear Farm. Well, you are one talented lady, Paige. Oh, thank you. I have enjoyed getting to know you. My last question for you is what is the most rewarding part about being a farmer for you? Oh man, there's so many things. That's a tough question. I think just getting to raise my kids in this environment is pretty amazing. I think they take advantage of it now, but hopefully looking back on it, they'll appreciate that they got to grow up on a farm. But I just love the fact that they are outside all the time. Like this summer, our TV in our living room broke and we just didn't replace it. I mean, we just realized we don't watch it all that often and we're outside doing stuff and are so busy all the time that, you know, we don't necessarily need it. So I think just having the kids being out there, having the kids, well, and myself, you know, having that connection with our food and being able to put really nutritious things in our body. I'm just super thankful because lots of people want to do this, but can't, and we're getting the opportunity to actually do it. So it's just awesome. I just love it. I love it. I love you, Paige. Yeah. You are oh, one talented lady. So <laughs> Thank you so much. I would say the same about you. I'm so impressed with everything y'all have done and this podcast and even like, you know, the mental health Mondays, things that you do. I just, I love all of it. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Oh, all the love. Okay. All the love. 
And there you have it, the last 13 of the incredible 25 women in egg that I have had the honor of interviewing for the Rural Women podcast. I hope you two have been enjoying looking back and reflecting on the unique stories these women have shared with us. I love that no two women I have interviewed are the same. We all farm, ranch, and homestead so differently, but at the end of the day, we all have the common goals of growing and raising food to feed our families and the world. We honor and respect the land in which we steward and all agree that raising the next generation of farmers and ranchers in this lifestyle is a privilege. The agriculture industry is so large, but at the same time, it is so small. I think it's important to remember that even though we might not do things the same, that we all need to support each other. We are the faces of agriculture, no matter the size of your operation. We need to stand united, whether we're conventional or organic, grass or grain finished, big egg or small farm. We are all in this together. With all of that being said, I am excited to announce that I launched a new design over in Shop Wild Rose Farmer for this specific reason. Agriculture supports agriculture. That's what this new design says, and that's what I want the trend to be. That we support one another, no matter how we farm, no matter how they farm, knowing that everyone is doing their best to provide safe, healthy, and nutritious food for everyone. So you can head on over to wildrosefarmer.com and check out the shop. There is a long sleeve and a short sleeve. Thank you all again so much for your support of the Rural Woman podcast. I wouldn't still be here in front of this microphone if it wasn't all for you. I'm excited to introduce you to more amazing women in egg starting next week with brand new interviews. So make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already so you don't miss a beat. Until next time, friends. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.